The world has changed, at least for the time being and for the foreseeable future. What are you doing to navigate this new terrain? How are you finding peace? How are you finding joy? And how are you finding creativity in these moments? Let's discuss. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 75. 75. That is crazy. And I owe you apology because I have not been here for two weeks. I missed two weeks in the podcast because time is totally different now with life as it is for most of us in the entire world. Musicians in particular, and I would say... Anyone who is a, an independent contractor, artist, etc., where you are responsible for your own income. So people who are not W-2 people. <clears throat> Everyone has had to reinvent themselves with this pandemic, trying to figure out how to earn a living when all the work is gone. There's no more teaching unless people are teaching online. And uh, a lot of uh, what I've heard, I don't really teach many private students, but what I've heard is a lot of parents are, you know, potentially out of work, so they're pulling their kids from lessons. So that's, that's an income stream that has dried up for a lot of musicians. And obviously all gigs have been canceled, and that's a main income stream for most musicians. So, the reason I haven't been available for the last two weeks to do a podcast is because time feels like it's moving in fast motion for me. It's the weirdest thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wake up and uh, I help my wife get her. She teach. I've been doing a lot of yoga. <laughs> she teaches uh, about an average of about eighteen classes a week online, and I'm kind of the tech person for that. So I make sure the camera's set up, make sure the recording equipment's good, the lights, and all that. And then I usually take one class a day. But three times a day, I'm up there helping get that done. And that just leaves these little windows of time in between to do other things. And other things seem to take longer than ever to get done. Um, but I sort of wrote down what I've been doing because I was like, what have I been doing in the last two weeks? I feel like I haven't done anything. Um, but I wrote down what I've been doing and I guess it's, I guess it's a pretty good amount of stuff. Um, I've recorded one, two, three, four, five, five different songs for people. Um, full studio recording sent out to be mixed and mastered by someone else. Um, so a lot of people are contacting me to do recording on their, records and singles and stuff like that so that's been good um a couple of those will have videos attached to them and will be released on social media over the next couple of weeks some of them are massive some of them have had over 40 people involved um one of them the one i'm one of them that i'm really excited about is uh my little quartet in chicago we did stings seven days and that should be mixed and and getting close to be ready to be released uh, my big my large corporate band 14 piece band did lizzo's good as hell that was a fun one and then uh, i did a project for a guy in fort worth named daniel katsuk we did a song called one that'll be released in about two weeks um come home again by graham zach out in la that'll be that's being mixed right now by the person who mixed i think who won a won a Grammy for Both Sides Now, Joni Mitchell, and also worked with Bjork and a lot of other people. Worked at Abbey Road under George Martin for a while. I can't even think of his name right now, but that's the person mixing that one. And then I did a song for a kid's song with a bunch of children's artists called Peace and Love. So that was fun. 
Um, and I was actually the video editor for the uh, Good As Hell song, and that was an 11-hour video edit. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that took some time. Um, and then the other things I did was I did a, a, a reading music video, a 21-minute long music video about reading music directed to third to fifth graders. <clears throat> and that one... That one took a long time because it, it required a lot of graphics and a lot of, you know, like images embedded into the video to help demonstrate how to read whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, and eighth notes. Um, and then I did a another thing for kids, which is a rhythm game. It's like a copy me rhythm game for first to third graders. So, I mean, I it's just like always, it really runs the gamut with me doing videos for literally for five-year-olds and doing videos with some of the heaviest musicians in the world in the same week. So weird how that has been, become the way my life has shaped itself <laughs> in the past decade or so. Um, I also, I've done a bunch of workshops lately on tech stuff, which is funny because, you know, I just sort of taught myself how to use Ableton and how to use Final Cut Pro and how to how to use my interface and how to mic a drum set. I mean, those are things that I just sort of figured out over the, over the years. But now in this time, <clears throat> excuse me, in this time where there's a, it's springtime right now and there's a lot of stuff in the air in Chicago. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of artists have reached out to me to do Zoom calls so I could carry them through steps for video editing and filming and all that stuff, lighting, microphones. In fact, I'm doing another one today with a group of uh, uh, jazz professors in Chicago. And then, uh, oh yeah, and then I did, uh, this was really fun, and, and I'm going to be doing a bunch of these coming up. Uh, I was the guest artist. I, I, I basically did a master class in Denver, Colorado two days ago. Of course, I live in Chicago, and I wasn't really in Denver, but I was invited to be the uh, guest clinician speaker for the Denver Drum Society two nights ago, and uh, so they hosted me. They they do a thing every two weeks, I think, in real life, and then recently they've been doing Zoom calls and bringing guests in to talk or demonstrate or, or do whatever. So I put, put a master class together and took about 20 people through... Um, some drum mantra exercises that come from my foundational series book as well as the 3030 course. That was a lot of fun and that was a, that was a great experience. And then I'll be doing another one um, for Badges Drum Shop in, I don't know where in Ohio, they're in Ohio. So Badges Drum Shop, I'll be doing a drum clinic for them this coming Sunday, 24, 26, Sunday the 26th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're interested in coming to one of these online drum clinics that I'll be hosting, just find me on social media. Mainly, these things will be mainly posted in Facebook on event pages. So look for Badges Drum Shop. An event page should be up soon for them. And uh, then this Sunday, I will um, do a masterclass on the drum mantra exercises and take everyone through so everyone's literally on a practice pad sticks everyone's muted i'm sharing my screen i'm showing music examples and playing music examples everyone's playing along and it works great it's super cool and uh, i will be doing clinics at drum shops around the country where i'm talking to some different places and we'll be doing that so that's kind of fun clinics from my own house and it was really crazy because the one that I did for Denver, it was late. It was 7.30 Mountain Standard, which is 8.30 in Chicago. And, you know, 8.30 is kind of the time where I'm maybe I go to the studio and practice for a little while or I'm, I'm writing, but I'm at home. And as all of you know, you're at home all the time. And so it's like, okay, it's 8.30, going to kind of wind down, wind, in, wind into the last part of the evening. And here it is, 8 o'clock, and I'm eating with my wife, and I'm kind of, you know, dressed in a button-down shirt because I'm, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be presenting. And it felt like I was about to go play a gig. I kind of had that nervous gig stomach where it's like, all right, I'm going downtown to play a gig. 
and I've played, I've literally played tens of thousands of gigs. I've probably played, I've probably played 10,000 gigs in my life easily. And I always get that little anxious, excited stomach when I'm about to leave the house. And I had that for this. I was like, wow, it's like I'm playing a gig. And I actually, you know, my, my, my studio is about 500 feet from the house. So I actually had to leave the house dressed unlike I've normally been dressing at night and to uh, get ready and turn all the lights on. I had two cameras going and all this stuff. So it was like, wow, this is actually feeling like maybe a new part of life is starting to blossom. And I really hope that everyone out there, that if you're listening to this, I hope that you are managing to make a shift. And I, I always like to use, use words like and, and concepts like graceful or elegant making a graceful shift and graceful doesn't have to mean delicate it can mean like full-on intense messy but willing grace to me has a lot of willingness in it so we're scrambling to figure out this new way of life and we start to realize at least i have started to realize that all the things that I do normally in life, just because I love to do it, has become kind of a commodity that I didn't realize was going to be a commodity. Like Ableton, Universal Audio, Final Cut Pro, filming video with my phone, buying lights, you know, understanding technology. Those are the things that were just the tools that I had to do the to express myself to make to do a podcast to make videos for social media and for my website to just engage in the world i had all these i learned all these technology chops well now the technology chops are one of my one of my commodities one of the things that i that people are coming to me for help with so and i know that you probably have that as well something that you were using as a tool and then all of a sudden you realize that other people who know you would like to know how you're using those tools so when you're thinking about you know quote surviving right now especially like i said if you're a if you're a self-employed person who does not have an income stream unless you're out hustling and playing gigs and teaching lessons you need to get creative and discover all of your skills and all of your talents and start to bring those up to the forefront of who you are and, and be willing to talk about that stuff because people will reach out and even if, even if you're providing your services and information for free to people, it's going to, it's going to have value at some point. So this is a, this is something that I think is important all the time, not just when we're experiencing extreme, ex, you know, life circumstances like a worldwide pandemic. Um, share your talents freely. Offer to help others with what you've learned. Teach people to do the things that you've learned how to do. And don't expect anything in return. Doing it out of the kindness of your heart to help someone else it comes back it comes back in many ways that you can't even imagine or define and it just feels good so whatever your talent skill set is seek out your friends and seek out people in your family or seek out people who you notice could use your services and reach out reach out and say hey let me help you with this because you're helping someone else and it's just it just the energy just builds around i don't know harmony uh the idea of you know self-fulfillment and and happiness and you're you're raising the the vibration of of your fellow human so there's a lot of ways to get paid besides just making money and and a lot of it comes in the in the way of feelings in the way of, uh, you know, just 
just feeling like you're more plugged into humanity as a as a light as someone who people are looking to for guidance in some way or another so think about that for a little bit and share your talents and gifts with other people now speaking about drumming because that's usually what people are expecting me to share a lot of and I'm happy to do that I mean obviously I love drums and I love talking about drum mantra and all the exercises of drum mantra I I was realizing when I was giving the master class to the Denver Drum Society people uh, they asked me kind of talk about my life and about how I you know, got into doing what I'm doing now. And so I really got to take a look at my history and kind of put the puzzle pieces together to figure out what main things happened to get me from point A to point B, B being right now. And a lot of the experiences were all, a lot of the experiences were not related to actually drums. I mean, they were related to like life qualities. Like I was, I was super excited about a concept and I dove deep into a creative idea and that creative idea spurred drumming, but the drumming was like the secondary part. You know, you, you, you want to experience life in a way where like drumming is just one of the tools that you have in your arsenal of how to be a human. Um, anyway, I would encourage you to think about your life and look at the, try to, try to pinpoint the main steps and the main turning points and milestones that kind of shifted you into the next real big kind of moment and experience in your life and kind of check out that trajectory and then figure out what the qualities of those experiences actually were related to. Were they related to human relationships? Were they related to creative ideas inside yourself? Were they related to um, trying to rise to the occasion by having to work really hard to challenge yourself to get better at something? Um, Because a lot of these experiences that we might take for granted because it was just part of our life and it was something that happened in the past, when you start to really analyze your own path from your past to your present and you see these momentous events that have guided your experience into what it is today, those events, that's where the magic is. That's where the catalyst for change is and for, and for the evolution of yourself is. And if you can pinpoint those catalysts and remember those experiences and really get back into the mindset of what was happening when that experience took place and what was happening to cause the change. Because we can all look back and see that some random radical event might have shifted our experience into a completely different direction. And that direction then had a shift that led us into a different direction. And each of these directions ultimately leads you to right now, today. And for me, and I'm sure it's true for you as well, you find that there's, that, there's a different mental energy in each of those shifts. And if you can really gather and self-reflect on that, you can start to see that the things that make the biggest difference in your own experience are being able to captivate those mental spaces again. So you culminate all of these shifts that have happened in your life. You can even write them down. You know, just write down four or five main events that you remember. And don't just write it down like, oh, I, you know, I was playing baseball when I was 10 and I got hit by the ball. And because I got hit by the ball, I had to quit playing baseball. And because I quit having base, playing baseball, uh, I, I went somewhere else instead of the game one day, and I met this person. They became my best friend, and they were into model planes, and then I learned how to do model planes, you know, 
whatever your life is. I mean, that, that's not my life. I'm just making something up right now. But instead of just looking at the details like that, try to get into where you are and where you were mentally and spiritually and physically. Like, how did you, how were you processing this change? And that, that processing and that inspiration and motivation that usually comes from a big change, that's where the magic is. That's what you try to captivate and put into yourself now, especially when you're challenged and you feel like nothing's happening and you're not getting anywhere. Dig into the deep qualities of, of perseverance and focus and willingness to change and excitement and creativity and those, those qualities that are timeless, they're formless, they are impervious to, to uh, any time in life. I mean, you know, you, could, you can be inspired in any moment, no matter what the situation. You can be creative in any moment, no matter what the situation you find yourself in. So we may have had a big change because of the pandemic and the worldwide lockdown, which we in the United States are in week, week six now, at least in Chicago, Illinois, um, six weeks of change, six weeks of you're not going to go to work unless you are on the front lines and your job is necessary for the survival of, of humanity. So you're, you have a lot of different things going on in your life that you weren't expecting. That still does not get in the way of having creative ideas or being inspired or inspiring others, or doing good in the world. I mean, there's so many things that you might have more time to do now that you've had to suppress because you're on the machine, you're on the, you're on the conveyor belt of life. Because when life was happening normal like it was up until six weeks ago, I mean, I can tell you that I was running around like crazy and not eating well because I was so busy and I was hungry and I was gone and I'm having to grab food that I shouldn't be eating and 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 I'm up at all hours because I'm trying to get things done and um you know just like life was so fast paced for me that it was feeling a little bit unhealthy and I've been able to slow down and actually commit myself to healthier things like doing yoga once a day juicing in the morning, eating a little health, eating healthier because I'm eating at home. Um, you know, taking time to take a walk and like appreciating breathing clean air outside. And, you know, I notice that when I pass people when I'm walking now, I wave and say hi to every single one of them because it's like we're all in this together. And I don't know. I just feel like I don't want. I, 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 it. I, I definitely have times where I get sad, and I, I probably experience depression where I get overwhelmed with all the things on my list that I have to get done, and I don't feel like I'm doing them well enough, or I'm not doing them with as much integrity because I don't have enough time to put everything into it. You know, all these things that build up in your mind that can kind of beat you down and, and, and change your mood into like sadness or darkness. Sure, we all have that. But when you have a chance to slow down and shift your attention into things that are going to be positive impacts on people. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times we carry this burden that creates like sadness or depression. We, we, we feel that because we feel like we're not we're not giving enough. We're not, we're not providing the quality. You know, for me, it's like, I can't provide the higher quality that I want to put out at this amount of production. There's too many things on my plate to give any one thing my full undivided attention. And then that would make me sad or depressed. And when you really look at depression... And I'm not I'm okay, first of all, I don't want to become a psychologist here and 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 I'm not 
also sitting on the psychology, uh, you know, the, the couch. I'm just saying that when I am dealing with like being overwhelmed and, and, and sad about something or upset with myself about something, it's because when I really look at it in detail, it's because I'm not able to provide the highest level of quality that I expect of myself. And so one way to get out of that sadness loop in your mind is to realize that a lot of times the reason that you are sad or upset with yourself is because you want to put out something that is better than you are experiencing yourself putting out at the time. You're not able to give at the level that you want to give. You're not able to create at the level that you want to create. You're not able to whatever at the high level that you want to do. So you start to realize that that being sad is in your mind because you're being you're judging yourself about something. And your intentions are in your mind. I want to do great. I want to help people. I want to do these. So start to realize that so much stuff is in our minds. When we start to realize that everything that causes an emotion kind of stems from the way that we perceive the world. Let me say that again. When we are experiencing an emotion, it's usually based on the way that we are perceiving the world. We've all, each of us, have a different experience in life and we have a different way of viewing the world. And when that viewpoint gets messed with, it triggers an emotion because it's something isn't the way that we're expecting it to be based on the way that we've decided to make our reality. So if we can undo our need to have everything in our world be exactly the way that we've always expected it to be, if we're willing to accept change in any moment, and if we're willing to not cling to the things in our mind that we expect to be part of our reality, if we allow things to flow, we've really relieved a lot of anxiety and stress and fear from our being because tension comes from something challenging our perception of reality. I'll say that again. Tension comes from something challenging our sense of reality. When something isn't quite right, it causes tension and stress. Tension and stress usually come from our mind because we are also in that equation. I am not doing my best work. Therefore, it's going to cause stress in my mind because I'm saying to myself, I'm not doing, I'm not doing my best work. I'm creating tension and stress. Now I've shut myself down in the real world where everyone else doesn't know I'm thinking that at all or you thinking that at all. They know you as whatever their version of who you are in their mind. And usually we all see other people as having their thing together more than ourselves. Let me say that again. We usually perceive ourselves as being less together than everyone else that we know. Because when we look at everyone else, we only know what we are experiencing with them at the moment that we're with them. And if it's in a performance situation, you may only know the people, some certain people by how well they perform their instrument. And they feel like they're completely together because they're really good at, at you know, playing or you might you might perceive someone as always being happy or always have always having the answer or always being smart about something or or being really good on their instrument and so we all see the other people in our lives as kind of having everything together we see them as as complete and then we see ourselves 
as incomplete in some way because we've stressed ourselves out because we're either comparing ourselves to something or we're not happy with the level of work that we're doing or the level of creativity that we're able to reach or the level of concentration that we're able to have. Because a lot of this boils down to how well do you control your mind instead of letting your mind control you. If your mind is controlling you, then you are lost in the world, you're lost in your mind, you're lost in thought. And thought is just the imagination placing itself into the world. If you can control your mind, then you are in the world and you're able to use your mind as a tool to figure things out, to do whatever you need to do. But you're not so captivated by the what-ifs, by the projections that the mind creates. Because the mind is the thing, it's a tool that we can use to be creative and to be productive and to inspire others. But it's also a thing that can control us and, and make us believe that we are not ready, that we are not good enough, that we're not prepared. It's a tricky thing. So how do we deal with that? Ultimately, how do you deal with your mind? Because earlier I said, figure out those things that were going on in your experience where you had those catalysts in your life, where some big change happened and you had to shift the way that you thought, the way you felt, and the way you did things. Because in those moments, I think that you are more in harmony with your mind and body and experience. And so if we can find those moments and really reflect on them, we can start to look at the qualities that keep us grounded in reality without the overlay of an imagination of a secondary imagined reality, which is what the mind does. So how do you overcome being controlled by your mind? How do you use your mind as a tool instead of your mind using you as a punching bag <laughs> or, or whatever? Well, you have to get quiet and you have to realize that your mind and your thoughts are just thoughts. They're not real. They're either memories or they're projections. But usually your thinking takes place somewhere in time besides right now. You're either, you're either remembering something or you're playing something in your mind of a, of a conversation that you haven't had but you're imagining having. I'm sure you've laid in bed and had a conversation with something in your mind over and over and over again. I mean, we all do that. So... Real, first of all, realizing that that's even happening, that's one way to get way stepped out of being captivated by the mind. Like, notice, try to start noticing when you are just lost in thought and lost in like some kind of hypothetical conversation or imagination in your mind. Just notice and, and say to yourself, this is the mind. This is my mind in a, in a loop. Because the, the mind gets in a loop, thinking gets in a loop. I don't know the number, but they say there's like 97% like of all thoughts each day are the same thought. Which some some crazy like this, maybe 79%, I don't know what it is. But it's super high and it's super crazy to think that the mind just thinks of the same things over and over and over and over again. And then it, it makes us believe that our life is in this crazy loop. And the more you can, first of all, realize that that's my mind that's not right now. That's not life right now. Because if you can just stay in the moment that you're in, look around the room, see what you see, feel the temperature of the air, feel what it feels like to breathe, focus on your breath, things that like really bring you into the present moment. Then you start to realize, wow, if I'm looking around the room and I'm not trying to define, you know, I'm looking around my studio right now, and I'm just looking at things, and I'm not looking at a shaker and thinking, like, here's a here's a kashishi. I'm not looking at the kashishi and going, 
oh yeah, I remember when I used that on this gig and oh yeah, I see that it's broken and yeah, I remember that gig that it's broken, that it, what it broke on and um, I wonder if anyone's going to call me to do a recording session where I get to use that kashishi. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just looking and I'm seeing the shape. I'm kind of noticing that, you know, it's made out of like woven grass or whatever, but I'm trying to just look around the room and look at everything in the room without like trying to define it or try to figure out what it is or attach any kind of story to it. I'm just observing the things around me. And when you just do that without trying to fill it in with a story, you've eliminated being captivated by your mind. So that's a practice. You look around the room and you just kind of notice the shapes, notice the colors. You don't put any story to it. I'm not going, oh, that's a Craviato drum. It's made of maple. Johnny Craviato signed the inside of it. Uh, oh, there's an A&F drum. That's a Rami Antone made that drum for me when I was in Austin with them. You know, I'm not doing any of that. There's no stories. I'm just looking. I'm looking at colors, looking at shapes. I'm just being in the room. I'm trying to feel the temperature of the air. I'm trying to hear what the room sounds like in the silence. And really, the way to become very present is to think about your breath. You're breathing in. Breathing out. Breathing in. Breathing out. You just focus on your breath and think about your breath. Now, you're not, you're not in your mind trying to have a conversation with someone. You're not trying to figure something out. It's so peaceful. In that peaceful space is where true creativity comes out of. So if you can quiet your mind, become very present, the inspiration and the creativity start to bubble up to the top. And when the inspiration bubbles up to the top and the creativity starts to come up in your mind, now your mind is engaged as a tool. Your mind is now engaged in how do I get this creative expression out into the world? Because it starts off in the invisible nothingness. And then when you're quiet, you're not thinking, you tap back into that invisible nothingness. And up comes a, a, a creative movement, an inspiration. Then you use your mind to focus on that creative movement. And your mind starts to work for you by organizing, by, by helping you, you know, write things down to you know, go sit at the piano and start experimenting, to sit behind the drums and allow yourself to play without any preconceived ideas and your mind is there to help as a tool to bring that creativity out. That's how I wrote my books. That's how I've written everything that I've ever done. That's how I try to be when I'm playing my instrument all the time. And even if you're not meaning it, if you are playing your instrument and you are in the moment on a gig, like I'm sure everyone has had that experience, you are not thinking. You are in the moment, call in the zone, your mind is being used as a tool instead of as an enemy. When you're playing music and it's a beautiful expression, you don't realize time is even happening. And you're not thinking about, oh, I can't pay my bill, or oh, I need to make sure that I, I, I make up with this person who I got an argument with, or whatever. You're, you're in the spirit of the music. You're in the spirit of the moment and the creativity. That is where we want to be as often as possible. And that is only accessible through being quiet and being still. So this is called meditation. So meditation is sitting quietly, observing your surroundings, observing your thoughts, letting the thought come and letting it go. Don't let your thoughts start to captivate you and pull you into some kind of emotional world. You focus on your breath. 
And it doesn't take long before the excitement arises because you've got an idea, a creative idea, something that's important. Creativity is so important. It's vital. That's why we are on this planet to create. That's why a pandemic can't stop the creativity. It can stop people from working. It can stop people from experiencing the life that they thought was their life. But it can't stop creativity. Nothing can stop creativity. Being put in prison, in solitary confinement, doesn't stop your ability to be creative. You can still have creative ideas. You could leave the earth and be in a be on the space station. That's not going to stop your creativity just because you're not in the surroundings that you're used to. Creativity is inside and creativity is the is what you are. So, and creativity doesn't just mean being creative and being artsy. Creativity means to create, to create your experience, to create your happiness, to create your 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 compassion, to create your your service to people, to create art creativity is everything that's every moment that you take a step you're creating that moment when you walk into the grocery store you've never been there the way that you're there at that moment when you grab spinach that's the first time you've grabbed spinach ever in that moment so that moment is being created right now and get into that zone of like when you think when you can when you can start to think in a way that you're not captivated by by emotional driven thoughts now i'm not saying emotions are bad i mean we uh, that's a whole other conversation because drum mantra is all about training your body to be able to express itself emotionally without the need for thinking that's that's a real big topic for drum mantra exercises building muscle memory through repetition rhythmic repetition rhythm drum repetition mantra rhythmic repetition drum mantra rhythmic repetition builds muscle memory muscle memory allows the body to respond on an emotional level without the need for thinking and analyzation so when you're playing music and you're expressing yourself you're expressing yourself at the level of emotion without the need to go, oh, I can fit a paradiddle here, and oh, I need to be able to put a sextuplet in here. That doesn't, thought is not required because you're expressing yourself on the level of music. The conversation is happening on a deeper level, and your body is trained to express itself on that deeper level. That's what the drum mantra is all about. That's what meditation is. Drum mantra is meditation. And it keeps getting reinforced when I have conversations with people who have been through the 30-30 course that say, this was a meditation. Every single day that I did the course, that was my 30-minute meditation. Because you're focusing on one activity for 30 minutes. It's a meditation. It's a rhythmic meditation. In fact, there are even three exercises in the 30-30 course called the meditations. And they are 32 minutes long of playing without stopping. Those are the meditations. Meditation doesn't have to be sitting with your legs crossed in a, in a temple with your eyes closed burning incense. Meditation can happen in every single second of your day. Meditation means being aware of the present moment. That's what it is. Being aware, being aware of your breath, that's a good way to enter the present moment. Think of your breath, focus on your breath. Playing a drum mantra exercise, it requires you to be paying attention to every moment that you're playing the exercise. You can't, the, you can't check out on the drum mantra exercises. As soon as one thing goes wrong, the whole, the whole house of cards falls down. That's why I designed the drum mantra stuff to do that, because... I did not want you to be able to play an exercise and zone out. Because it's easy to play a rock beat and zone out and still play the rock beat. But when you're playing something that requires every moment of your attention, you're going to get better faster. Your improvement is going to happen because the intention behind your practice 
is built into the exercises. All you have to do is do the exercise that is presented. That will bring you deeper into your practice. Drum mantra, rhythmic repetition, go deeper with your practice. Go deeper with your practice isn't just about drumming. It's about life. Go deeper. Go deeper with your life. Go deeper with your practice everywhere. Be more conscious of your surroundings. Don't be so stuck in your head. These are things that we can work on regardless of what's going on in the world. You can work on these things in the middle of downtown Chicago. You can work on these things on a, on a dairy farm in Wisconsin. You can work on these things on a boat in the ocean. It does not matter where you are or what is going on in your life. You can still focus on the present moment and use it as a meditation to bring out creative ideas. And I promise you, when you get into that space, one of the biggest things that comes out is compassion. Compassion shows up because you start to realize when you become more present and less captivated by your mind, you start to realize that the whole world is captivated by their minds. And you start to get you start to have compassion for other people because you know that they are captivated and they don't even know it. And then you want to reach out and help people. And the way to reach out and help people is to give yourself to them with whatever it is that you've built yourself up to be, whatever it is that you're good at, give that to other people without any expectation. And when you do that, you will experience a whole new kind of shift in your life. So in the next couple of days and weeks and months and years, always try to remember to be present. Focus on your breath. Notice when you're captivated by your mind and notice that it's just your thoughts. It's not real. And give yourself and your talents to others. And I think you will have a rich and beautiful life, regardless of the external circumstances. Okay. I wish you the best. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you think there's anything that I could answer for you about drumming or really that's the only thing I'm an expert at. <laughs> All this other stuff is just me living my life and, and reflecting. So, But I'm still happy to talk about it. So if you have questions and you'd like for me to talk about something else on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. I am. You can contact me everywhere social media both instagram and facebook drum mantra rich ditzel rich ditzel music i'm i'm everywhere i answer everything that ever gets sent to me whether it's in a private message or on a post so i want you to know that i'm here for you and i i believe that we are all in this world to make it a better place by giving what we are good at to everyone else and and we're in we're in this kind of beautiful cycle of 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 giving and receiving. So uh, I I feel like if you're giving to another person and then you're open to receive, you'll notice that there are things out there that are already ready to be coming into your life that you may just be closed off to receiving right now. So open yourself up and and just experience what gifts are out there. Because I tell you what, just as a uh, just as a closing thought, um, you know, this this philosophy of what I'm sharing with you right now has been the thing that is making it possible for for me to survive right now. Um, because of the and 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 I am no master of my mind, but I try. And my wife is a very huge help because she is a master yogi and she really understands 
the flow of how things move in and out of our lives. And she's a prime example of giving, 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 giving. And in that giving, she's open to receiving and she is surviving. She had to close her business six weeks ago and she's, she's thriving just as well as she was when her business was open. I am trying to give anywhere I can and it's, it turns into people signing up for the Drum Mantra 3030 course or someone buying a book. And those things are what, you know, is making it possible for me to go to the grocery store right now. So it's just a big, beautiful cycle. And if you're sharing from your heart and willing to receive, you never know where the gift is going to come from. And you never know how your gift can change someone else's life. So... Thank you, fellow human. We're all into this together. And it's an amazing time to make the world the best it's ever been. So go out and spread it. Spread your, spread your knowledge. Spread your joy. Spread your creativity. And just recognize what it does for the world, what it does for your friends and what it does for your family and, and, and watch what it does for yourself. Okay. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.